Nissan continues to redo the entire lineup. They've like, they <laughs> like so looked glad. at their entire lineup with a big dry erase board and went swipe as and started over. Yes. Here we yes, are. Yes, yes. 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. You remember the Pathfinder? Yeah. This is cool. But I've decided that if car companies just made what everybody was buying, if all people were buying was sports cars, mm -hmm. they would sell a sports car with the yes, name Pathfinder. <laughs> because now it's grown yes, they would. far bigger than the Pathfinder has mm -hmm. ever yep. been. It's not quite Armada size yet, but it's big. It's now a three-row, seven- mm -hmm. or eight-passenger SUV. And Nissan, how very Range Rover. That looked pretty cool, doesn't it? The yeah, last gen, great. honestly, looked like this kind of soft sided mess. It was just, yeah. there was yeah. nothing aggressive or bold about it. sided mess. Well, and, and it was just, it just looked rounded off. So did the Rogue. And, they, and they've <laughs> yeah. redone both the Rogue and this in similar styling. Mm -hmm. Much boxier styling. It's reminiscent of the Frontier that we recently it's drove. Right, yeah. So it, it has much better styling that makes look, it a look Rover. aggressive. There it is. But yeah, this is an interesting animal because the Pathfinder also, if you think about it, has never been very big. Right. It's never been it's never been competing with the big boys. That's okay? right. That's what people so, are buying. And so let's totally. make a Pathfinder what people are buying. What, which is interesting because this is, as far as I understand, very similar in scale, external scale, to the last Pathfinder. But because it's boxier, right, right. they have more space inside. They found space they did, in yes. the Pathfinder. So it's and it's so it's still not a monster by any means, right. but exterior scale. Well, this is a 3.5 liter V6, 284 horsepower, 259 pound-feet of torque. And you might think, well, the new Frontier has 310 horsepower, 281 pound-feet of torque. Why didn't they just drop the same engine out of the truck into this? It seems a little strange until you get into the power. This is not the world's fastest SUV. No. But when you're moving, it feels pretty good, especially when you're caning it, you're at the high end of the RPM. It actually moves. It's kind of impressive, even though I'd like a turbo, but it's not bad, even with the little bit lower numbers. Yes, here's the key interesting thing, though. Talking about Nissan remaking themselves, think yep. about this. This is the engine from the last Pathfinder, but the last Pathfinder had a CVT. Yeah. This has a nine-speed CF actual automatic with paddles on the back. Now, I'm not <laughs> buying an SUV, nor should anybody, because it has fair, paddles. Fair, fair. That's not the point. But having an actual transmission that responds in ways that yep. make sense, that is such a subconscious thing to the way you enjoy a car. Now, I have put it into manual mode. I've dropped yep. down to fifth gear because, again, I've got nine speeds because now. Because you don't need the upper four. True. But at the same time, even when I put it back into drive and I just let it think for itself, there's something wonderfully subconscious about an actual automatic doing its job properly. Fair. That makes Fair. the engine okay. feel like it's here to help you in a way that a CVT never does. So bravo, Nissan, for putting a nine-speed yeah. CF yeah. auto Agreed. in this. It's made this engine more interesting. It's made the entire truck come to life, yes. to be honest, with yes. the same tools. This is what we've noticed about Nissan lately, and that is they're not just completely redoing everything because they've had good trucks and SUVs and good cars. And so they've taken, like with the Frontier, they've used the frame of the old Frontier as the benchmark and foundation for the new one mm -hmm. 
with many improvements. And so we continue to see Nissan do that. It's like, all right, same engine, Reuse fine. where they can, yeah. But then they've improved it with the new 9-speed. Yes. So it's incremental, but it's a world of difference in this. I've been it's, driving around for the week in this and been very impressed. It's much, much better than the Pathfinder was prior. Now, granted, yeah. they're remaking their whole lineup, which all of it was overdue. And so this is a wonderful update. Two thoughts that strike me when I drive this. First off, this has become competitive again. Indeed. Because Indeed. It, it wasn't, it was just old. The interior is updated. Yeah. Yep. You've got a really nice Apple CarPlay screen and all that kind of stuff. So all of that's very good. I think this is roughly the size of the Kia Sorento we drove. It's not full Telluride, that kind of thing. As no. far as interior space is concerned, it feels much more similar to the Sorento in interior space and size, including the third row, which is <clears throat> quite small. Uh, but at least we've got a third row. We do row. have a third row. And we've you can get the ability to say, we have three rows. Yes. And you can get captain's chairs in the second row, which yeah. you've never been able to do on a Pathfinder before. The third row is very tight, which reminds me again of the Sorento. Mm -hmm. yeah. The weird thing for me is this drives bigger than it is. Okay. It is 4,500 pounds. And not as big as some of its competitors, like the Telluride and those competitors. Sure. Or Sorento size. I think this drives like 5,000 or more. This feels behind the wheel more to me like a body on frame than most of the rest of the stuff in this class. I'm shocked at how big it feels. I think it okay. drives a little bit too big for what it should. I, it's a great improvement. I just can't believe how just kind of lumbering and large sure. it feels all the time. I think you're right. It feels big, but it doesn't feel heavy. It's like driving an empty school bus, like a stripped out empty school bus. <laughs> okay. It's just a shell. It's big. Yeah. But it still feels kind of light in a strange way. You've just got this cavernous space, and yeah, you, you know where your corners are. They're way yeah. out there. It does feel large, but on the other hand, that's what people want. Yes. This is exactly what people are buying. And I come to this and look at it from a meeting the market brief, meeting mm -hmm. the design mm -hmm. brief. Do the people who are wanting to buy these, will they buy this because of that feel? Yes. They might. It's not a compact little, let's tuck it around. No. The Pathfinder has grown. It's yeah, it has. bigger. It has. It's gotten big. To be able to say, yeah, we can compete in that market, three rows, lots of interior space, they figured it out. Yeah. It's an empty school bus. That's an interesting analogy. I, I, I'm with you in that it just feels big, but I'm surprised because I feel like other things in this market segment don't feel as big and have as much actual interior space mm -hmm. or more. So it comes down to who are you as a driver. If you're a person like my wife who wants a large truck feel, you might prefer this. Agreed. But yes. if you're a person yeah. who you want a lot of space but you don't want to feel like the truck is big, I think this is a bad choice because other things in the market, and I'll go back to the Sorento, feel smaller and lighter sure. and have the same space or more. Yes. Who are you but, as a buyer? But I think it depends on the buyer, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. I think the people who like the truck kind of feel, because look at this interior. It just has kind of a pickup truck kind of thing. It does. It's not driver focused. It's not angle, you know, things no. aren't, you know, really kind of around, built around the driver and passenger. It's got a truck instrument panel. It does. So and all that kind of it big has space that and cubbies. Feel. And, yeah. You're right. I take and that so point. if you're looking for that and you want something in between, like, ah, I don't want to go full huge SUV, I don't want a pickup truck, but yet I still kind of want that. I don't want the same 
S the car like SUV sure. kind of thing. Sure, yeah. This is perfect for that. Fair. Uh, I, those folks must be out there. I just I get in I get in a vehicle and I always want it to feel like it it kind of tightens around me. This does not. Of course, not. of course. But I have to look at it like, well, did we meet the design brief? Did sure. we do well? Did sure. we check the box? Did we, you know, yeah. make something compelling? Look, the interior kind of reminds me of an English saddle. Not a Western saddle, but a Western saddle would have, you know, leather stamping and fringe everywhere. This is just a simple, clean English saddle. It's just a panel of leather over another panel. And it's just got a, a horizontal line mm -hmm. all the way around. It's just very clean. Mm -hmm. So there's just a little bit of touches of luxury, just a, just a tiny bit. Otherwise, it still kind of feels like rough and tumble, a little bit truck-like, which is nice. I didn't expect to like the Pathfinder this much really? as far okay. as the balance. It's not quite truck, but it's not just soft car-like SUV to appeal to, mm. you know, the sales folks that just want to sell like, no, no, the SUV drives like a car. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Well, of course, unless you're Volkswagen, when everything is built on the same platform, and then it does. <laughs> but it certainly doesn't need to drive like a car. This that, doesn't. That's a good point, yeah. I'm very impressed with it. I'm, I, Like I said, I didn't expect a Nissan to look as good in person. Again, Range Rover. Styling cues. Look at the rear. Giant Pathfinder across yeah, the back. Yeah. The vertical lines right under the taillights that drop down. That, that is just Range Rover lines right there. But that works. <laughs> and it says more of an expensive, luxurious kind of vehicle than the price would suggest. At $50,000, mm. this is the premium model, all-wheel drive, all in, fifty grand, and we're done. Yeah. Toyotas yeah. are 56. True, but... but The Highlander's 56. But the Kia Sorento is low 40s. So many times when mm. people refresh brands, and, and U.S. automakers are terrible about this, they just go, how do we need to refresh that car? And it's blinders. It's like, don't look at anybody else. What yeah. can we do to update that? I feel like Nissan stopped in every category with every model and looked around and went, what is everyone else doing well? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then yeah. they went in and said, let's take that brand, in this case the Pathfinder, and let's make it competitive around everybody else that is already doing well. I like that Nissan is really taking into consideration who are we? What are our strengths? Mm -hmm. What do we do well? And it just, from the build quality to the styling everywhere, inside and out, the styling is still there. That U-shaped trim piece under the grill, You're right. it's You're still right. there. It's been there forever, but it feels fresh, and the headlights are just a little bit of a fresher update. It, but they haven't gone too far. They haven't tried to go crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's working for them. Just some restraint. Simple <laughs> is hard to do. Yeah, Believe it or sure. not. All right, your turn to drive. When you remember a car that you're interested in, or you hear us debate a particular vehicle here on the podcast, you need a way to search for it. Our friends at Autotempest.com will help you find your next car wherever it's hiding, local, nationwide, big listings, or little ones. And since you're listening to this podcast, you're probably the person your friends and everyone in your family consults when they're going for their next car purchase. And even with sponsorships like this one, the folks at Autotempest rely on word of mouth to so let your friends know that this is the secret weapon. Autotempest.com slash everyday links you to nationwide listings from Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace, too, so it enables you to search beyond the limited distances those sites often support. When you're doing your drive homework, you're chasing the next family car, or you've got the fear of missing out, go to Autotempest.com slash everyday so they know that we sent you. Autotempest. All the cars. One search. You know how Mercedes was uh, of the aughts was like the lost decade for me when I didn't like Mercedes and then <laughs> sure. I bought a cheap sports car from that decade. Yes. yes. I feel like that era of Nissan is now behind us. Mm. The new stuff they're doing with the Frontier and now the Pathfinder, 
every time we've gotten in one, we're just going, huh. All right, Nissan, it feels like you're, you've got a, you're kind of on a comeback here. We liked the Rogue, too. I mean, they really are remaking everything in their lineup and yeah. really thinking very hard about what's everybody else doing and then trying to do their own thing that works well. But they're figuring out their own thing. Yes, they are. Which is interesting. Mm -hmm. All right, so you got to check out the shifter. It's just like the Rogue. When you slide it forward and back, then it returns to its home position in the center. So you got to push the button on the left with your thumb and then... That selects, uh, selects your transmission. Which is an actual transmission. I'm so excited about the automatic. It is I can barely yeah. stand myself. Yeah. I hope that um, bodes well, like a trend. That's a trend yes. for all car companies. Well, CVTs are in our past. But Nissan embraced the CVT more than anybody else. They put it in everything. They did, yeah. And they were, so they were now an there offender is some, like Subaru. So, so now there is some backpedaling here and some rethinking about what things should have them and what shouldn't, which is good. Another thing that's interesting about this drivetrain is 6,000 pounds of towing, which is quite a bit for this area. Mm -hmm. This class has a lot of stuff that tows right around 5,000, so they've got 6,000 here. So at that point, you at least, the average family that tows the average little thing is fine with this. If you're gonna do yes. huge boats and stuff, you've gotta get the body on frame, big boys. But 6,000 pounds in this category is quite a bit. Yep, sure is. Nissan also has Pro Pilot Assist yes. on the Pathfinder. And you can think of it as not an autopilot, not an autonomous driving system. They explicitly say that. But what it's for is when you're cruising along, the brood's in the back, it's full of people and luggage and gear, you can just cruise along and it's designed to keep you within your lane and the distance ahead of you between you and the next car is fine. But what I found with this is we're still in the midst of a code stack because mm. The car, and therefore the people who wrote the code, make the assumption that the car should be in the center of the lane at all times. When you watching, yeah. you know, and you use your lane, you might avoid something in the lane, you might straddle something else, or you might use kind of a race line to take a corner mm -hmm. so your passengers aren't quite so upset with you. Sure. And you can actually navigate at a faster speed. Use the full width of the lane, yes. But the car thinks you should be in the center of the lane at all times, yep. through a corner, through, you know, on straightaways. Then it gets annoying. Yeah. Nissan says a chime will sound and the steering wheel will go crazy. Fortunately, you can turn that off with your left thumb Thankfully, on yes. the menu here, and it can all go away. You can also use just regular cruise control at your right thumb on the steering wheel. But this ProPilot Assist, even though I'm all for it, I feel like it just encourages steering. It's just like, make the car not hit things <laughs> at the lowest common yeah, denominator. Yeah, well, because yeah. if you're slightly off and the system's on, oh, it buzzes again. Oh my gosh, where is the system to turn it off? I think future technology will be better, but we're not there yet. It's yep. still very rudimentary. It's yep. almost like the top level pinball wizard for this kind of tech. It'll it'll just kind of keep you right in the lane back and forth, but it's not intuitive enough to really be awesome. Well, look, we've talked before it's about the fact not. that it's not a Nissan thing. All of this tech, I think, is encouraging a combination of lazy driving and scared driving. Absolutely. And because you, you're just, you're counting on the system you're either steering. because you're terrified or you're counting on the system because you just don't want to be bothered. And... I, uh, granted, we're weirdos, but we would wish people would engage with the driving process. Yes. All right, we're kind of bucking through a back neighborhood here. There's not a lot of handling or steering, no. anything going on. Not at all. But it does have the ability to hang on and surprise other drivers. 
It has seven different modes. Mm -hmm. So you put it in sport, down here, drive mode selector. Yep. There's not a lot of mm, feel. The car doesn't really change underneath you. Not really. And this is my issue with SUVs that have sport mode. Okay. Even though, yeah, the throttle response is a little bit more. Nothing really changed about the suspension and the steering inputs. And so why does this need sport mode? Hmm. Why do we need sport on something that really can't and shouldn't be driven fast? It shouldn't be hustled. It's not designed to be. Inherently isn't sporty. Does that sell? Do paddles sell? Now, I would use the paddles for passing up and down grades. Absolutely. Or, yes. you know, yes. just engine braking. This is the right balance between not too much truck, not too much car-like SUV. There's, there's some little bit... 12 o'clock offender driving. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm back to two hands. You could do it, but there's a little bit of trucky in this. Yeah. And that will appeal to buyers. And for that reason, I do like the Pathfinder. It doesn't just feel like a soft, plasticky Subaru anymore. Fair. It feels like something real. All wheel drive. This is primarily a front wheel drive all the time kind of drivetrain. But there's something more here that acknowledges Nissan's, the hard body era, the, the Pathfinder I grew up respecting in the 80s. They're trying hard to that reclaim feel, themselves, for sure. That's what Nissan has. That's what they've got. That's who they are as a company. And I think they're rediscovering it.